nine minutes past two o'clock. You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon, and I'm really, really, really excited because Sadia Osmani joins us live in the studio. Whoa! I can't <laughs> believe it. I How know. long has it been? <laughs> it's been months, Sadia. Eight yeah. months to be exact. Actually. Wow! Who's been counting? I have. <laughs> I have. You survived this. The, the, the foot surgery. You survived quarantine. Yep. yep. You can survive and here it all. I am. Yeah. I'm back. I've got my trainers on and I'm ready to go and and here I am in the studio which is so great. lovely, it's to, lovely see. to see you what do you think of this just sorry just before we get to segue into chinwag so we're in a in a, in a well in a new studio it's not so new it's an old studio but mm. um it's a different studio than than what we what you what we had before well, you left eight yeah months ago, that's right. what do you think of this studio oh, it's lovely it is so nice it actually feels as if you are part of the world outside, you know, because normally studios, many studios, obviously, if somebody's gone in one, then you know that sometimes they're just kind of padded walls and, and you're just confined in there. You're talking to the outside world, but you don't get to see anything. But here you do have a window and you do see cars going around. You do see balconies with clothes on and stuff. So it's actually really lovely and it's nice. You're almost directly talking to your public now and you feel much more connected, I think. It's a lovely studio. It yeah. really is. Yeah, absolutely right. Before the listeners, imagine like we're in some like wonderful stu- it, it's, st- it's still an old studio don't get me wrong but we have a window yes. and that 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 makes all the big di- window too it's it massive is. lets a lot it's of a natural window. light yeah. yeah it doesn't take much to please us we're just like we just want a window <laughs> no, we just want life <laughs> yeah but i think we will move back to the to to, to the to, to the new studio which has been yes in- which i had to look at which is absolutely fabulous yeah looks but great. but no window yeah no window but it's pretty snazzy in there yeah, so. it, it's pretty so cool so you can feel yeah. quite cool so yeah. on your hot seat there. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you got for us today for Chinwag, Sadia? Okay, well, today um, it's interesting because um, I was flicking, I always look to see if there's something sort of current. Apart from Squid Game, I'm not going to talk about that at the moment. But, but you know, email boxes. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm totally guilty because I, I did check yesterday to see you know, when it when it has that little figure to say how many emails you've got there. I mean, some of them may be read, some of them may not be, but it's just almost like a, a load of emails in my box. And I have got just less than 5,000. <laughs> and, oh, and, and seriously, for me, my email box is almost like a kind of memory bank to tell you the truth yeah. because sometimes i think oh right um when we bought when i bought my house in uh, 5 years ago what was it that they said about this that and the other and i can track back just through my emails oh, yeah. and get hold of the relevant emails i live in fear of losing because it seems like i'd lose it from my memory but it's there in my inbox and it's it, it's just a sort of it shouldn't be it should not be like that. Um, and the reason I was looking at that, because I'm guilty of procrastination, because I think when I have time, even like, you know, when I had quarantine, I was thinking, you know, one day I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go through my email box. What about the what about the unread? You know, sometimes it gives you like the unread. Yeah. What's your figure? I didn't look at that, but quite a few. <laughs> Quite a few, because what happens is that, you know, when we're looking through things, we think, oh, I'd like to subscribe to that. I'd like to find out about that. Or when you buy something, somebody says, is it okay if we take your email address? There is so much going on that you kind of, just to get out of that shop or get away from somebody, you say, yes, okay, I will subscribe or I will give you my email address. So I get lots of emails, which are ones that seriously I've never really looked at, but I... 
it is one of those things I need to go back to and cull at some point. I don't know when I'm going to do it. If I didn't do it in three weeks quarantine, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I will. But so when I was reading about this, it actually does say a lot about you as people and how we deal with our email boxes. We can all be certainly categorised. But one thing I thought was really one quote that I read from Dr. Joe Lukens. He says that email is the digital equivalent of clutter, right? Which I thought, yes, because I'm like that even, you know, in the house where I think, mm, should I throw this away? No, 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 you know, I'll keep this. I might need it. And then you think the same about emails. It says it's a constant, uncontrollable source of information and tasks that can negatively impact our physiology and increase our stress levels. Have you ever felt that, Maureen? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I've been ill quite recently and I've taken some time off work here, here and again. And every time I stay at home, I, I just unsubscribe to something. Uh, to to yeah. some press releases that I often get, and I think, um, you know, because I've produced several programs on, on Radio Three, and I think I'm not really going to be needing any financial or mm. some housing, you know, uh, yeah. press releases because it's just not really for my program. So yeah. I've just had to let it go and just yeah, tell them, you have to let unsubscribe go. me from your list. Yeah, and and that's the problem. I think it's actually hard sometimes because you, if you are a bit of a hoarder or if you do, you know, end up with a lot yes. of clutter, you. You kind of hold on to it and you just think, no, you know, I might need that. But then I realized that there is a category for me here. <laughs> okay. And so, for instance, you know, we can, I don't know how many of us are actually managing. I mean, it's really looking at whether it's a professional sense that you're looking at emails or whether it's a personal thing. Oh, yeah. And you those know. personal ones, baking lists. Um, I think, you know, the, I love the idea of it, but I'm not really, I don't really have time to bake. Why but am I on so many of those categories? lists? Do you have like, are you going through, whether it's your personal or professional, are you going through and putting things into folders, into things where you need action, into stuff where you I, need I to organise? I did that for a while with, with, with work and then I just realised, then I, I lose track of which folder because there's so many times yeah. they overlap. Yeah. And at that point, don't you find that when you give that folder a subject name, you think, oh, I'll remember this. Absolutely. Yeah. Then when you go back six months later, two months later and look at it, you don't know what the foggiest it is. Because exactly. Because you've forgotten completely. I'll give you an example. Like we have the, the, the CE phone-in program, for example, and the FS phone-in program. And each time when you liaise with the people, you, you want to sort of document it. And then you end up putting the FS in the CE folder and, <laughs> and then you end up losing. So you may as well just have one phone-in program. You know, yeah. Or yeah. something like yeah. that. <laughs> no, it's quite complicated, actually. And I don't know. I mean, like, is and they say that, like, the pursuit for many people is to actually have an inbox zero, to have no emails in there, to have organized yourself in such a way that when they come in, they come in fresh. You look at them, you sort it out immediately. But um, the, well, not many of us do that. I was looking at... Who's like that? Hmm? Phil. Oh, really? Phil is like that. His... I, I walk past his desk and his email inbox is immaculate. Oh. Always zero. He's very organized and he deletes things he doesn't need. There's no My clutter. brother is like that too. I, I, I yeah. admire, it's amazing how, how you can... Yeah. And, I, and I just sometimes think, don't you need to sort of go back to cross-reference or, or just hold on to something? But mm. no. But that's It's probably, already done and dealt with. But that's probably how they deal... Like when I'm saying that my brother is 
uh, would do that too, is because in everything else in his life, quite a few people are very organized. Everything, he will have receipts that are filed in cabinets. He will have like all sorts of little things to tell him where things are. And so he's incredibly organized. But I wouldn't say, you know, for admin things, I'm as organized as that. I just think I procrastinate and I think, oh, I'll get to it. So, you know, when you look at some of the kind of categories of people and how they look at their emails and, and what drove them, the email dominatrix, right, is like super efficient. They will have zero tolerance policy for unread emails and they have a time schedule to review their inbox and move on to sort of uninterrupted time and, and be more productive. Which is pretty good. So you may note. So maybe Phil is is uh, comes under that con- that category, and there's the procrastinator. Now I think maybe I've said it a few times. That's probably me to a certain extent, and because everyone knows that the email process and can, you can eat up your day if you aren't making priority judgments about what's important. And they, you know, you have a zero on red email, email mailbox. It's it's an excellent thing to do, but I think quite a few people just kind of put it off and think, oh yeah, I'll deal with it. And, and it's a it's another way of avoiding other work sometimes may, you might go to it because you don't want to do something else that's really hard and you think no I'll go to this now um, then there's the filterer and and filer and some people save their red email using filters and folders and that way it's easier for them as we said like you know to go back to it or uh, cross-reference it later in the future and stuff and there's the perfectionist and perfectionists have read emails with the idea that they will get to everything. And it's the digital equivalent of mending, like, you know, having a pile of clothes in the back of your closet, which you think, I'm going to mend all of these. I'm going to sort all these out and use them at some point, but I'll just put them here for now. So that's what the perfectionists do. They think, no, no, this is all relevant. They're hoarders. I'm going to come, yeah, I know. I'm going to come back to it. But they are also quite sort of, workaholics that they did just keep going but they think no no I will do it um so that's perfectionist and then there's free spirits who most people actually read their email and so you know our professional and social lives are largely centered around digital communications but a few people don't they they're not deleting all those unread emails and it provides the illusion that you wanted to know what was there but you you just didn't have time to find out so they they just let it be um so i suppose we could you know some of those things that you subscribe to you just let it be and and let them accumulate and stuff and then there's the truly overwhelmed i feel like that sometimes and it's hard to tell the difference between free spirits and the truly overwhelmed since neither answer emails if you miss something important they really get peace of mind knowing that maybe if it's that important they'll get another email to say did you get my email (laughs) so then they sit there and think it's important it'll come back to me and then there's a security seekers some people have read emails for the sense of security it gives them to believe that they could um you know find stuff if they needed to but they rarely or never need to actually go back to some of those things and then there's the romantics and these are people who save emails from friends and family and that they really care about because they feel like it's wrong to delete it So there's this kind of family obligation. And finally, there's the email frustrated who spend all their time searching for a better email program that can solve their sort of email management problems. So you can imagine, you're looking for a system. No, what I want is just a system that I can just load on and it will 
automatically sort it all out for me. But I, I didn't really, you know, it's funny because emails, I, I saw this article and it was in The Guardian and obviously Psychology Today and things. And I didn't think it was actually a big thing, but obviously it depends on personalities and it depends on how you particularly deal with it. But as I said, my emails are... Uh, my memory bank <laughs> and I can go back and I can go back years it's terrible if I have 5,000 in there but I really think it's quite I'm seeing this on air I'm quite ashamed of myself now I know you're thinking 5,000 how did you do that so not at all it's good to have that sort of sentimental um but if I lose them somehow I need to get them lose. in a cloud somewhere yeah. or something. yeah exactly or have it um as as a backup yeah. yeah. How are you in terms of replying to email? Do you reply to all the emails or sort of um, essential ones? How, how does it work? I think it tends to be um, prioritising. If it's things to do with stuff that people are expecting to hear from, certainly to do with work and things like that, I will, I'm will. i usually quite fast at replying, yeah. actually. I, I think partly it's because we, you know, where before we may have just had laptops to go and check our emails. And now, now we people have, have these phones. smartphones, yeah. they Smart have these Watches. watches. Oh. I mean, but it's really off-putting because, I mean, you know, I I recall just recently being in a restaurant with somebody, um, a friend of mine, and she had one of these smart watches on. And so in between the kind of meal, she was just kind of looking at her watch and she was clicking away. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness. Now, like, even the phone is not something. Before, you could actually control your phone and keep it on your desk or hide it away. But now the watch is accessible all the time. You can't keep your wrist down when you're yeah. eating it's yeah. just sort of it's there just, on the table it's just really awkward so did because, you say something you well, said, oh, yeah, you're busy. i just kind of said are you checking are you checking emails really oh it's just or sometimes know. it's like an sms or like a, a whatsapp or something yeah. goes straight to the or watch people have um on their on their watches they've also got you know the fitbits and all the stuff and and the, they know exactly how many um, steps they've done by the time oh, they've come I had to the that, restaurant. But then, yeah, it was too depressing because I was not, you know, I was just in bed the whole time. I think one day it was like 63 steps or something. Oh my yeah. goodness. It's like, I suppose, traveling around, you know, if you've, uh, when I was in, in the UK, there was a certain type of, you know, people weren't going out too much. And initially, I didn't go out at all. And usually the Google kind of comes up with this um, rundown of what you've done during the month. And it said, like, I've done about four miles. And that was about it, which is it tells you. I mean, you know, the thing is, we are bombarded so much by different methods of communication and things. So email is just one of them, because you could argue that you could ask about your WhatsApp, like, you know, when you see WhatsApp messages, how many are you actually replying to straight away? And, and how many do you just look at the person and think, oh, I can't be asked to do that. I'm not going to talk to them at the moment. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's a matter of how we rationalize these things and, and prioritize as we go on, because there's just too much, I think, you know. And there are hits. You do get hits. And, you know, if you're on Facebook, suddenly somebody pings and says, oh, they like your thing. And you go, oh, they like it. So we're just living in a totally different world here. And I don't know whether it's ever going to calm down as such. Oh, I hope so. Sometimes it does get sort of overwhelming. Yeah. And sometimes you'll get an email. And if you don't reply to that email sort of within the 12 hour period or you lose them too. Or somebody then that person might WhatsApp you. 
Yeah. You know, and it's like, uh. I think it's worrying when you have emails which are coming to you directly from, say, utilities, utility bills, or your bank and things like that. And sometimes I have noticed once or twice where, you know, say, insur- house insurance, other things like that, that they arrive and you do a mental check that, oh, they're there, I must look at it. But then you're so way up on that line of emails that are coming that you have lost track of that. And then, you know, somebody said, oh, we asked for this payment or you haven't responded to this. But... You know, it's it's you need to really keep track. And I will have to maybe get a day where I lock myself in my room and seriously do a cull of my email well, and get down to 500. Yeah, t- well, today is not that day. Hang on to those very precious sentimental emails while you can, Sadia. Thank you so much for your sharing uh, this week. And I look forward to more chinwags with you next Thank week. You. Thank you so much. Thank you.